Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to onlinewomensretreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. Day 3, Zachariah by Mandy Ariato. Talk to God, praise, repent, ask, yield, then stop and listen. Zachariah is the very first person mentioned in the Christmas story, but often the last to be remembered. He was a priest in the division of Abiha, one of the 24 priestly details. Once a year, Zechariah and four of the other priests in his division were chosen to travel to Jerusalem to serve in the temple for one week before returning to their families. Their work included burning incense, offering sacrifices, and casting lots to determine which of the five priests would be chosen by God to perform the most important duty, to enter the temple, light the incense at the high altar, and emerge with a blessing for the people who had gathered for the holy occasion. The lots are cast and Zachariah's name is drawn. He can hardly believe it. It is the honor of his life. And most priests never get chosen to serve at the temple, let alone enter the holy place. His hands tremble as he offers sacrifices to make himself clean in the presence of God. Then taking a breath, he steps foot into God's home on earth. He is alone, lighting incense and chanting prayers under his breath when he suddenly realizes that he is no longer by himself. Read Luke 1, 13-17. Put yourself in Zechariah's shoes. Would you feel honored, curious, or just plain scared? Luke 1, 13-17 But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great among the Lord. And he must not drink, drink wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Put yourself in Zechariah's shoes. Would you feel honored, curious, or just plain scared? 
For Zachariah, terror swept over him, which is the curse of the professionally religious. We are often terrified when God interrupts our routine. It isn't another priest who has suddenly joined him unceremoniously. Instead, it is a holy messenger, the angel Gabriel, who says what all angels say when humans discover their presence. Do not fear. Then this messenger of God goes on to relay the news that Zachariah has been hoping to hear for decades, but which has become all but impossible at his age. He is going to have a son. But not just a son, a son who will be the announcer of the long-awaited Messiah. Reread Luke 1, 13 and 17. The answer to Zechariah's prayer for a son was answered at the same time as the nation's prayer for the Messiah. How can you, like Zechariah's son, grow into a person who points people to Jesus? Luke 1, 13 and 17. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. The answer to Zachariah's prayer for a son was answered at the same time as the nation's prayer for the Messiah. How can you, like Zachariah's son, grow into a person who points people to Jesus? Zachariah and his wife Elizabeth are holy and honorable people who have prayed since their youth for a child only to be met with disappointment month after month and year after year. She has been labeled with the status of barren, a title that is grounds for Zachariah to divorce her, but he refuses. Instead, he lives with a low-grade disappointment tinged with doubtful prayers that God might intervene, if not for him, for his wife who bears the brunt of hurtful comments and pity from neighbors who wonder what she has done to be cursed with the status of barren. But here in the temple of God, Zechariah hears the news that he has been longing to hear. He and Elizabeth are going to be parents. They are to name their son John, a name which no one in their family has named, which is very out of the ordinary in that day. Prompt. The name of Zechariah's son was chosen by God, and so was God's son Jesus. John means the Lord is gracious, and Jesus means the Lord saves. Write a simple prayer thanking God for graciously saving you. Zechariah can't believe it, and he says so, which is the last thing he says because after that, the angel strikes him mute. He can't talk, which may be the greatest gift he has ever experienced. Because while Elizabeth was the one with the title of Baron, it has been suggested that the person who really holds the title in this story is Zechariah. The commentaries say it was his sin of disbelief that caused the angels to claim him up, and I am more inclined to label it a habit of hopelessness, one with a barren soul, void of faith, and far too comfortable with disappointment. Zechariah emerges from the temple where people have gathered to receive the customary blessing of the priests leaving the temple, but there are no words, only a one-sided game of charades because no one can guess what happened inside. So Zechariah goes home. And although he can't talk, he can do other things. And his wife, Elizabeth, conceives a child in her old age. A similar story of an unlikely and unwanted pregnancy is happening simultaneously to a beloved niece of Elizabeth's named Mary. 
Mary comes to visit Elizabeth during her pregnancy, and the story of the Chris- of Christmas bubbles up in both of their wombs, although neither have any clue that the hope of the world is growing under their ribs. Mary stays with Elizabeth for six months and is welcomed company since Elizabeth has been can't say a word. He is undergoing a mandatory sabbatical, a gestational period of his own, where he is commanded silence and preparing the way for hope to be birthed. Sometimes silence is the best thing that could ever happen to us. We are bombarded by words. Very few of them come at us without an agenda, promising things that they cannot deliver, arguing a point or stealing our attention, which is exactly why silence is so hard to deal with, but often the very thing that can restore our hopelessness. Yet it isn't in silence that we're able to make room for reverence. We leave things unsaid in order to refocus our attention on the hope-filled mystery of God who hears our prayers and fulfills His promise. Prompt. Describe a time of silence, whether due to illness or injury, or simply during a quiet time with God, when you were able to focus on your Savior like never before. Nine months after Zachariah's encounter in the temple, Elizabeth gives birth to a son. At his circumcision, the family is gathered, wondering what family name Zachariah will speak over him, but instead he writes it down, John. With that declaration, Zachariah's mouth is open and he begins praising God for his faithfulness. It is in silence that hope is restored and prayers are fulfilled. Zachariah is the patron saint of Advent, the season of practicing patience and waiting. Perhaps the one way to, to quiet our doubt and fear in this season of anticipation is to make peace with involuntary silence. May the experience of Zachariah remind us that silence and waiting are not a curse. They are an essential part of a story that has an outcome that might seem impossible at the moment, but just ahead is a long-awaited surprise where God does something remarkably unexpected in our lives and in the world, which is a perfect message to start off the Christmas season as you are going through your everyday life, praying for what you need the Lord to do. And as you continue to serve him by following his instruction, Yahweh will remember your prayers before him and will fulfill his covenant with kindness, just as he did with the birth of John the Baptist. Zechariah wanted a son. God linked him through the story, that, that son, to the story of Jesus, the Messiah forever. We have a God who outdoes himself in remembering our longings and being faithful to his promise for all. This is a Christmas miracle, if I've ever seen one. Doer of the word, how can you apply what you've learned from the Lord today? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to onlinewomensretreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.